Y'all know what the fuck going on. You are now tuned in to episode one, Siggy23 of Not Politically Correct. <laughs> We're back. One, Twiggy3. Right. <laughs> one, Twiggy3. Uh, we are back. Uh, you know, back in the mix. It's been a while, but here we are for you people. It is your boy, Real McCoy, a.k.a. Mr. What It Do, a.k.a. Young Splash God, a.k.a. No Cap Charlie, a.k.a. Dope Dub Danny, a.k.a. Smooth Job Johnny, a.k.a. FBI Mike, a.k.a. Hip Hop Harry, a.k.a. Hallway Jones, because your bitch had a ringtone. You know what the fuck going on. You feel me? Uh, <laughs> you can find me really on Twitter at Real McCoy KPZ. I mean, I'll be on Snapchat, but like, yeah, Real McCoy Rebel if you want to, you know. Be added for me to watch your stuff, Cody. Yeah, it's uh, Mr. Siri. Russ, <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Siri. <laughs> uh, the barman, aka Teddy Russ, aka Smooth Fingers, aka Kid Universal, aka Schoolers Q, aka the Progenitor, aka Russ the Bus. I feel like I'm missing one, but yeah, fuck it. Um, you can <laughs> find me. Point. On the snidest <laughs> of chaps as meh and meh. Um, and on IG at Candid Cupidity, C A N D I D underscore C U P I D I T Y. I'm gonna be, I'm gonna be, I'm gonna I'm I'm be. Rich, rich, what? Looking ass. Um, also, just shout out to the queen because it was her birthday, uh, I think last week, and she turned old. So, shout out to <laughs> Queen Latifah. Queen Latifah, the original. Oh. I I T Y. Anywho. Sorry, I was looking at a picture of LeBron on my phone and he was wearing a pink dress kind of thing. And I was like, <laughs> I was literally like La Queen, and you're like, it's the Queen's birthday. I'm like, what? <laughs> Grandmama's birthday had ass. Grandma. Uh, <laughs> what was it? Medea. La Medea. <laughs> La Medea. <laughs> Fuck. Okay, that's going in the title for sure. La Medea. Okay. Um, just so you guys know, we are on Facebook, so you can join the Facebook group at Not Politically Correct Podcast. For all the fodder, we have a Facebook page which you can which you can like, which is NTC Podcast. And we <laughs> we are also on Twitter at Not PC Podcast. Um, we are on anything that you can listen. The N can stands for inconsistent. Right, inconsistent <laughs> podcast. We we definitely gonna have to change that uh, potentially because uh, I feel bad for for our listeners. But thank you for rocking with us. Um, and when you do want to rock with us, we are on soundcloud we on the podcast that we on spotify spreaker google play anything that you can listen to shit on except for title the, because they're racist was it was it the new ones amazon oh yeah shout out shout out cody we are also on uh amazon um hold on up i'm gonna get this right for the people because they deserve that since we've been since we've been gone deon sander or Deion. amazon primetime kelly clarkson since you've been gone since you've been gone <laughs> We don't have to quote her. It's okay. <laughs> Dude, had Kelly Clarkson. Yeah, I didn't like, say that out loud. Why? <laughs> okay, so I just want to let you guys know that we are now on Amazon Music and Audible, you guys. So if you like to listen uh, to... I didn't even know they had podcasts on there. I thought it was just books. Hey, so, you know... Books on Blu-ray. And we... <laughs> so that is, uh, as of March 21st, if you rocking with us, you can listen to us there. But we are anything you listen to on, listen to shit on except for title. Just go there, type in not PC or not politically correct podcast, and we will come up. You can leave a comment. You can talk your shit. I promise you, there's a slight chance that it will ever even get seen, but it will make you feel important and like you have a voice on the internet. And that's what we love, right? That's what we fucking love. That's what we're here Nobody's for. Nobody's talking to us. We just, I see like we have like two viewers in Germany and like one in Missouri or something. I don't know. Fucking Deutsch and. 
I like the way you do that right there, looking ass. Uh, so yeah, we're here. We're here. We are not queer, so don't get used to that. Um, and now it's time for spit it out. Fuck you. All right, there you go. Cody, what's going on in sports? What's been happening in sports the last few, you Nothing. know? Nothing. I quit, you bitch. What? <laughs> Played that. Um, you know, to be honest, and this is probably, like, more so, like, uh, later on off the pod, but I'm, like, I'm kind of getting, not like I don't like sports, but, like, you guys know I'm, like, a lot less invested in watching and keeping up and stuff like that as being, like, having more responsibilities and children and whatnot. Right. So I don't know if I want to keep up with this. So I got some, like... I mean, I'll, I got some sports stuff to talk about, but um, Clayface is a potential villain for the Batman 2. Okay. Okay. Well, then, and that's on. pretty cool because I like that they're introducing, like, you know, more Batman villains like, than the standard ones. Exactly. <clears throat> yeah. Like, every time we don't need the Joker, but I like the Joker, then rewatch right. all the movies that they have already, dude. Right. Joker's cool, but there's a lot more villains. Than me. But it's it's because they keep doing reboots and um, right the origin story and for Batman Joker, yeah. it's the origin story. So that's that why you see a lot of that Joker. But yeah, it yeah. doesn't have to continue that. Like do some shit else. I'm with you. Right. I would like. <laughs> yeah. to see, I would like to see a um a good version of um who was it Killer Croc. I was. Mm-hmm. I thought that'd be good to see on screen, especially with like the way CGI is and shit now. Like you could. Do a little makeup and kind of really take that to the next level. I, I random. I just thought. Do that makeup, they, dude. Do you see how they had the actors do for uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles? Yeah. <laughs> they just so, got like Cody, why don't on in the future you do more comic and movie yeah, stuff for sure. Well, yeah, I don't know. We'll see. Yeah, like anime. And I mean, stuff you like guys, that, that'd be cool. It, that could be a possibility because it would uh, involve a lot more banter from you guys too. Because I feel like comic wise, you guys uh, are a lot more. Uh, have a lot more knowledge than I. Oh yeah, I'm 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 down with that. This is, and uh, you can actually you can leave this in if you want to. I think that this is good. That's what she said. <laughs> I knew it was coming. Oh my god. Okay. Ding 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 ding. I wish I could like add sounds to this, just like gunshots or something. Um. Well, let's not do that. Man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, from two thirds of this pot is black, so let's not do that. <laughs> two thirds. Yeah. And then there's TS. Wait. <laughs> I said what I said. Brent Tyez and shit. <laughs> okay. Um, but listen, um, yeah, you could. I, I, I'm totally. I'm with Russell on that, man. I would love to add a comic book segment, and you can, you know, add some shit and come with some yeah. new topics because it's all comic books, anime, movies, yeah, movies there's so yeah, much for stuff. Sure, for we sure. We could cover instead of sports. And honestly, um, if I'm being honest, I've gotten a couple of comments from people saying like the sports thing is cool for people who like sports, but a lot of people mm-hmm. skip. Oh wow! Okay. Oh, a lot of people are, are haters. Okay. I'm just kidding. <laughs> hey, listen, we can we can also we can we can make sports a quick five minutes thing. We'd be like, hey, the Bucks. I, I wish I would have known that a lot sooner. You should have told me that because yeah. well, because a lot of people still are interested in the sports, but a lot of people have told me that sometimes they just skip it. It depends on what the sports thing is. You know how we are. If it's not our thing, you know. Yeah, we, if it's not what's kind, of, yeah, like if we're talking Bucks, I'm sure they they own it. <laughs> But, yeah. Yeah. So. Well. Well. You know. Speaking of bucks. Okay. We got. To, all right. Um. <laughs> so. Drew Holiday had a career high of fifty-one points. Boom! 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 At, Sorry. In that same game, uh, Giannis had a thirty-eight point triple double. He had seventeen oh. rebounds. Seventeen. So, Drew and Giannis are the. Was it? 
first uh, was Milwaukee Bucks have the, are the first team in the NBA history to have both a 50-point score and a 35-point triple-double in the same game. Yep, 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 exactly. First first ever team to have that. And I, I knew you were going to bring that up, and I just wanted to say shout-out. I always thought that that was like – I used to like really like uh, – what is it, Eric Bledsoe? <laughs> I used mm-hmm. to really like him more than Chris – Middleton. He he reminded me like when we had I think it was in 2011 we had Monte Ellis. <laughs> yeah, that was, <laughs> dude. What what happened to that guy? Anyways, he, he went to the Warriors and then fell off. Ah, he you. thought he was something kind of like a Brandon Jennings thing. Like mm. you were great for that one year, man. Exactly, exactly. You okay. gotta keep up. Uh, Giannis with his eighth game with the 30 with 30 plus points, 15 plus rebounds, and 10 plus assists, moving him to fourth all time. In NBA history behind Oscar Robertson, Wilt Chamberlain, and Nikola Jokic. Did, wait, Joker is th- third for consistent games with 30-plus points? <laughs> um, He has nine of those. Uh, it's not consi- uh, consecutive, but 30-plus points, 15-plus rebounds, and 10-plus assists. Oh, wow. So Giannis, Giannis is eight of them, so he's one behind. Oh, yeah, Giannis is going to definitely beat that shit. Fuck, yeah, fuck you. Two thirds. I don't know. Uh, (laughs) But I don't know if I can say this. Uh, But yeah, speaking of which, I guess it's pretty heavy. Anyway, MLB The Show Celebration, uh, the black baseball is the best thing in sports video game by Polygon.com. They have the Negro League on there, and they're actually going to have a storyline for that too, which is, I think, really cool because... I don't, know, I don't know if you guys have ever played those baseball games, but I'm like, they're it's just yeah. like baseball in real life. It's kind of boring. Like you just do like home run show for a little bit and then you're like, okay, I'm going to give this back to Blackbuster. <laughs> but, <laughs> but I mean, like if they get a more involved, like a 2K thing where it's like a storyline and you're like more invested or it gives it some kind of purpose. I'm like, that's pretty cool too. You know, I think yeah. they've had for the last, I want to say, maybe three or four it was kind of like story based because they were trying to keep up with the other franchises um my uh ex-manager from gamestop was heavily invested in them oh the douchebag one yeah (laughs) uh, (laughs) he was uh he was like trying to talk me into getting it and i rented it a couple times the initial ones were like okay like they're fairly realistic as far as how we pro- yeah. progress video game wise but the last couple ones i remember had some type of story in, in uh in them just like the the boxing games that all of a sudden had a story in them. i didn't even know the boxing ones had a story that just reminds me though um i was telling siri yesterday that was like telling her about these movies i was watching i'm like one of them uh you know they're both like man nah, like I, I think they're okay movies, but I would never recommend them because I don't want to waste other people's time kind of thing. But one of them was like, oh, it was like, man, okay, whatever. And then Randy Orton comes in. I was like, what? And then, <laughs> then like, didn't hit me till that moment. I'm like, I really want to play a wrestling game right now. And I haven't done that since I was probably eight years old. Oh, my right. dude, dude. I, I really, side to sidebar, since we're talking about video games and wrestling, <clears throat> I, wrestling. Just, I just stumbled upon the list that had the top 10 wrestling. Uh, Video games of all time. Reggie, JZ, Tupac, and Biggie. And it, <laughs> what? Whatever I hear list, that's all. I yeah, I know. I got you. Andre from Outcast, Jada Corrupt, Nazan. Nazan, me. But the, so the number one rated game, and I think a lot of people find this to be consistent, is that <clears throat> the number one game is, if you were actually playing them all, and I was, the number one game is uh, WWF No Mercy for N64. 
it's the I never had an N64. It's the one game that I would go to. I would try to invest and find friends who had N64 so that they either had that game or I could say, hey, can I come here? Can I come <laughs> to your sure. house this, this weekend and I will and I will rent WWF No Mercy. I've done that. I, I could just see that. you being like, wait, do you have an N64? Dude, <laughs> wait, do you have this game? Yep, really? yep, yep, yep. You are my yep, friend now. Yep, we are yep, friends. Yep, that yeah. happened. That I'm happened. coming over this weekend. That I happened. And if they don't have the game, you're like, well, you're going to have to get that other than that. <laughs> I <laughs> see. I see you after Smackdown Christmas. Smackdown versus Raw. Woo! 2007. I think that was my shit. For, um, that was the one that came out on PS2, right? Yeah, it was. It was. Now, I'm not I'm not going to lie. I didn't like the Smackdown versus Raw series, but, that, but those <clears> were built out of the Smackdown games. And <clears> let <throat> me tell you something, motherfuckers. Um, I am. Smack, Smackdown. <laughs> So, so on this on this list on this list, number one was WWF No Mercy. Number two, ironically, which and I love this game, so I accept this, is Def Jam Fight for New York, because yeah. it, it had the same. That shit was so fucking raw, and we need an yeah. updated version. I I could do a whole show on how great that game was and how we need a new you, version. You know what? I, at this point, I'm not even like press about the. Um, it being like a Def Jam full of rappers type shit. Yeah. But give us the same mechanics and you know make it um, similar to like uh, the newer WWE video games. Yep. So that it, it still has its own thing as far as what it does, like yeah. um, background yeah. interaction stuff like that. But I know it's gonna be hard to get the licenses and and get the okay from a lot of rappers. Is it hard now? Um, because back then it was it was so simple. Def Jam was like, I owe y'all. I mean, I, I own y'all, so y'all be, be in this fucking game. Yeah. <laughs> but now, uh, with everybody, you know, having their own masters and things of that nature and being a little bit more business savvy, it's it's difficult to try prince. and do what they want to do. You know what I mean? Yep. And here's the thing about the Def Jam games, too. Half of them rappers weren't on Def Jam, but mm-hmm. they mm-hmm. were signed to, what people don't know, they're like these rappers, some of them are video game you know, uh, yeah. like officially, not like like a lot Most of them, enthusiasts. Like like they are, they love video games. Like Method Man, Redman, but now like like these people, some people were signed to Def Jam. Snoop Dogg was not at all signed to Jeff, Def Jam. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. There are tons of people who little Kim. But he's was not like, a, oh stuff. I love doing stuff, right. especially little, if it's random. <laughs> little Kim, Little Kim was not signed to Def Jam. Carmen Electra was not signed. You know what I'm saying? So. Whatever, I don't know if it was relationships because Kevin Lyles was the one who, he had a lot of relationships in the business. He was an mm-hmm. important exec, and I don't know if he was able to round people up because that was his brainchild. But yeah. I would think if, like, him and Lior could come together and do it, you know, against, like, a 300 record label budget or whatever, you know, then they would be able to use those those businesses that, because Travis Scott's not signed to um, Def Jam or 300, but he has a good relationship with Kevin Lyles and with Lior. So and bad relationships with uh, audiences. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. So yeah, I would, but I'm telling you this, tell you this right now. I would love to see, and I think about this all the time, and a nigga's gonna hate. Yada, 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 you new rapper. Yada, yada. I don't give a fuck. Lil Uzi Vert would be a perfect character in a new. He's a folding chair. Just pick nah. him up and throw him around. Because nah, you put you put all them them new cats in there because I want to beat all the asses. Yeah, so uh, twenty one twenty one savage dude Kodak. Like I would love to 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 play a game with these new niggas, but that shit would be so because it's so like because 
I feel like there's a lot of rappers who have so much like rock star, like you know, charisma, like little Uzi Vert. You could have a tag team duo with Blueface and his girl. <laughs> right, right. No, seriously, this is dead Shawnee ass shit. shit. This is dead ass shit, bro. This is dead ass shit. This would be this game would be crazy, crazy good. I would now that is something that would have me go save up for a PS5. I would if they were like, okay, we get doing a new Def Jam fight for whatever Dude, the fuck. I am getting so pissed because my PS4 is taking a shit on me, and I'm like, this morning I just had it. I'm like, I, this is what's driving me to actually like get a PS5. But yep. before you know how patient we're being, you know, because it's like yeah. it's money, and it's pushing me to get a PC because right. I'm like, <laughs> there's there's not enough exclusives to me on. The PS, the, the the Sony uh, system versus the Microsoft system at this time. Yeah. And crazy. if I'm going to do Microsoft, I might as well just do a PC. Right. Mm-hmm. There you go. I feel it. I feel it. Anything to stay away from a fucking Xbox. Uh, <laughs> the third. Now, the thing the thing I want to say, too, before we before we get off this subject, or we can stay on this subject, um, that the third wrestling game on this list was WWE, um, WWE SmackDown. Yeah, WWE SmackDown. Here comes the pain. Okay. It was the fourth game, the third PS2 game. And they always put that. That was, you know, one with Brock Lesnar with center on the front. That They always put that as the best version of SmackDown. I disagree. I think the best version of the SmackDown games was Shut Your Mouth. Num- the fourth one, the one that came out in 2002, not 2003. That one, is, and then maybe it might be nostalgia, but I mean, it was just, it had all of the characters I wanted. Um, it was... Uh, the first like real wrestling game I had when I first got PS2, and I just find, <laughs> real I, wrestling man. I find that game. <laughs> I find that yeah, wrestling. Uh, the Eddie Guerrero voice. I find that game to be the pinnacle of SmackDown games, bro. And I played all of them up until I was like, that game was so. I don't know, man. Uh, even with the storylines and the, the the career mode, all that shit. So and see, SmackDown versus Raw. I think it was 2007. Yeah, uh, that's just. It heavy in my mind that was when i first noticed that you can create your own intros mm. and, and and uh the way you walk in and type shit yeah yep. you know, create create um create alliances and shit like that and so that was the one that really stuck out to me and it was like this and i played it and after that it was like i didn't play any other <laughs> <laughs> like, this is the best y'all gonna do like right. the graphics make it better but this is probably the best y'all gonna do right see and that's where i slowed up on them because the gameplay started to change. Like, right mm-hmm. when they became SmackDown versus Raw, things got slower. Things got mm-hmm. started to get progressively slower. And, and I got, right, exactly. And I got, <laughs> like, I'm like, bro, the, the, the thing about some of the the, the earlier wrestling games, the, the, the WWF Attitude for PlayStation 1, fucking uh, Warzone for PlayStation 1, um, the... AKI games, so the No Mercies and, 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 and shit like that, the WrestleMania 2000s. All of those games were slightly sluggish. SmackDown was super fast. It was like super, it was like, it like was detailed, but it had some arcade like feel to it. And as it got real, as it got like realer with the SmackDown games when it became SmackDown versus Raw, it slowly got slower and slower. Yeah. And so, came it, more like real life. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And I was like, I don't like that shit. <laughs> I didn't like that shit, bro. So it, it it was it was a, a bittersweet for me. I like to see them grow. The graphics got better. The story modes became you know kind of flushed out, but it lost the game. The gameplay, which is critical, um, started to change for me. So I hated that, man. Cody, what was your like? Child- you said you didn't play wrestling. You played like wrestling games when you were like eight. Well, what was your childhood game when you were like growing up? Um, 
we don't have that much time here, but <laughs> you know, we could go on like, you know, I can pick five to 10 from each like console, you know, but we were talking, I mean, there's a lot of Mario ones that was like the epitome of my childhood. Um, so gang my time too, you since, know, it's like that. Since we no, were like talking Ness, to... Ness and SNES. Oh, damn. um, I'm t- yeah. Um, Classic. we were talking yesterday, a group chat, SSX tricky. That is my childhood. Oh, I love this so much. Um, but I was just thinking too. Um, so what was it the new Uncharted movie? Did you guys see that one? Mm-hmm. I know TS did. So yeah, I saw, just, I saw it in theater. It was cold. We just watched that the other night, and I'm like freaking out. Um, which I didn't realize that came out in 2007. Like, damn! But the first game, um, yeah, they I don't remember the first game like to a T, but I remember bits and pieces, and that was the movie was pretty accurate to that. Yeah, um, I've heard that it, it was. Yeah, it was. And, and it they was. had some good Easter eggs. Like Tom Holland uh, opens this little briefcase thing, and there's a Naughty Dog sticker on there inside. I'm like, dude, that's so cool. And then <laughs> they get off this beach, and this guy's like, "What happened to you guys?" And they're like, "Oh, we just fell off of a, or we're driving a car that fell off of a helicopter." What are they? I was like, "Oh, I've been there too, or something." And I'm like, <laughs> "That guy sounds familiar. Why would he be saying that to them?" And I look it up, and yeah. that was the voice of Nathan Drake yeah, in the yeah, game. I'm like, yeah. "That's so cool." Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was a really good Nolan, movie. I loved it a lot. Nolan North, I think it is. He does. Yeah. He does tons of like he is uh, voiceovers and stuff. Yeah, yeah. he's one yeah. of the biggest video game voice actors of all time. Like, I mean, he does but just so like much. how they set up this movie with with those at least two that I know of Easter eggs of those. But like, they really had to do their homework, and I'm just like really glad that they did what they did. You know. Yeah. Shout well, out to whoever made that. Well, I would assume Sony making that Sony movies making a Sony video game had better do that shit, right? I'd be pretty pissed if <laughs> they were like, "Yeah, we're gonna bring this property over from the, you know the other building, but we're gonna be treated like shit." Like, what well, the there's fuck? <laughs> times that people do that, and they had a cliffhanger <laughs> at the end, or two cliffhangers, or to like lead to another. I'm like, yeah, I yeah, think yeah. this movie was good enough that they should make a second one, mm-hmm. but they have times where it's like they make a movie. And then they have even a cliffhanger, and they stop because the movie was crap, you know. Yeah, yeah, man. It. Uh, I'm excited for any sequel that they decide to, you know. Um, I, and you know what's crazy is I had that I think like um a few months before that came out, Uncharted Four became free if you had PlayStation Plus. Mm. Boy, I saw that movie. I came home. Damn, and I, I had downloaded it to my library, but didn't put it in my you know on the system. Months, months prior, like it might even have been like twenty twenty one when it was free, um, and I saw that movie top of last year, and I was like, oh hell yeah! Came home, came home, and the next night I was playing that game. Like the fuck, Dude, that's funny. As yeah. soon as the game ended, I ran to my games. I'm like, yeah. okay, so I have the second one and the third one, but not the first one. And <laughs> Dude, I remember, I remember the second one being my favorite because that was the one with the snow in it, right? Um, I, it's been so long, for man. Me. That's <laughs> the the because I remember the that's first what she one. Said. <laughs> it's been a while yeah. the first one they were in that little jungle the second the second one they were in like the snowy place and the third one they were in like the fucking um desert and i remember the third one was it was it was it was decent the first one was like it was the introduction it was like we had never seen it like that and but that second one boy they honed that was the first that i think might have been the first time i played online 
because I was like, bro, this I was so happy about that game that I was like, okay, I'm finna get online and shoot people. Well, you shoot can it. play online with people. Yep. Uncharted. Yep. Uncharted oh. two. Uncharted two. They introduced a, like an online play where it was like a, you could do like a death match and free for all. You know, like that. Like type a of, golden eye. Yeah, that type of shit where it was just like they had That's like kinda cool. the very basic shit like death match and then you could do like capture the flag type shit. You know. I was gonna say it couldn't be too intense like a Call of Duty thing because it was there was like action obviously, but it wasn't more like. You know, they dumped down the gameplay because it wasn't that kind of game, and it was more so like, okay, you can shoot here and there. You yeah. can, you're not gonna be like punching and brawling and stuff like that. And yeah, it's really yeah, a yeah. strategic puzzle game too. You know. Yeah, they had all the all the elements, platforming elements, third person shooter elements, good story. Like, man, all like the puzzle elements, man, and like that shit was kudos to fucking Naughty Dog, man, for the classics, bro. Telling you, um, but yes. So the, well, so the sports segment has become the video game segment. Got it. That's I'm <laughs> I'm actually I'm actually okay with that. So hey man, next week Cody, you got some work, some work cut out for you, man. You got I, I I love this. So it's whatever, man. Okay. How about the week after? Anyways, oh, yeah, music that... <laughs> or the month after? Oh, right, right. And for my birthday in June, we'll be talking about. Um... <laughs> So, yeah, I guess we don't have a transition right now. You know, wait, nope, I do. So, you know, video games are for people, young, old. But. Go back to watch Mojo. (laughs) (laughs) I was like, where's he going with this? Video games are for black people. (laughs) (laughs) Are for our people. You know, in 1820, Uh, when the Egyptians. <laughs> Osiris, put this here for you and me. The pyramids <laughs> usually have analog sticks <laughs> on top. Where do you think the triangle came from? <laughs> <laughs> you heard of the game cube? How the game pyramid? <laughs> the pyramids are made up of game cube. <laughs> Look at that. <laughs> 360 pieces. <laughs> Holy shit. All right, well, listen here. In the mid 2010s, we were blessed or, or cursed. With, so I'm just, I'm just gonna get into it. I don't know what the fuck I was talking about. Listen, no transition, right? Um, in the mid 2010s, we were blessed with or cursed with SoundCloud. It allowed artists to upload music. Oh, oh, R.I.P. Dat Piff. R.I.P. No, 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 no. That was a myth. Yeah. That was the myth. They're what? not. No, it, they are still up. They were having yeah. some technical difficulties. Thank the okay, fucking god. When I heard that and I went on my, I still had that Dad Piff app and uh, like nothing was showing up. So I was like, oh, so it's real. But I couldn't find it on the app store. Yeah, it is. Um, It was, they were, they were going through some technical difficulties with their, you know, shit. But it wasn't, when people started tweeting that, they tweeted from their official um Twitter account. They were like, gotcha. yeah, they were like, they were like, hey, uh, just so you guys know, we're still here. Um, we're not going anywhere. It just, we were having some issues. So <laughs> my space retweeted it. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so, so in the mid 2010s, we were blessed with SoundCloud or cursed with SoundCloud. It allowed artists to upload music and give it directly to the public <laughs> easier than ever before. Many artists from the last decade were introduced to the world that way, from the little Uzi Verts to Lil Pump. Of those, one of those young artists, young stars, included the teenage QC signee Lil Yachty. His style of rap often criticized criticized by hip-hop heads and purists, myself definitely included, is what ultimately made him a fan favorite among younger audiences who also like video games. That's where I was going with this. Anywho, uh 
after he has his own pizza. Or, he does have his own. He does have his own pizza, man. He uh, and he's like done a lot, a lot of fashion shit that people don't know about, and a lot of like writing for people, writing and producing for people that um for shit that people don't know about. Um, so the City Girls, one of their first hits, um, he wrote. So just so y'all know, um, City Girls. Yeah. Uh, scamming, uh, like a rich ass nigga, uh, something, something like that shit. But he wrote, he wrote that for her. So, Urban oh chicks. Um, <laughs> after four studio albums and multiple mixtapes with the style that Yachty had become known for, he has reached what he termed the next stage of his career. In the spirit of moving forward past what he usually known for, he gave us the public an album titled "Let's Start Here." Uh, introducing a whole new style and sound from Lil Boat, which ventures into psychedelic rock. The album opened on number nine on Billboard, making it his third top ten album. But while it is experimental, how good is this motherfucking album, man? Uh, I want to start with you guys, of course, like the usual. Uh, Russ, what did you think about this album? Uh, hi, the tiny vessel. Um... <laughs> So this CD uh, was shit. No, I'm sorry. Um, it was surprising. Um, I really enjoyed the musicality of this album. The bounce of many of the songs here reminded me of some classic songs from like the 70s. Just a, a few like really good grooves. Um, for instance, I love Running Out of Time. Uh, it feels like a skating song to me. Um, Pretty was pretty good. Uh, sometimes I couldn't even detect the switching of songs as it felt like they transitioned right into the next track fairly seamlessly. Okay. Um, Failure, he was in his three stacks bag to me. Um, reminds me of the God interlude oh, uh, from yeah. the Love Below. Yep, 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 I got um, you. <laughs> the Zone was another good one. Um, they're just it's really good, really smooth listening songs all over the CD. Um, I gave it a good high eight-ish, almost nine. Um, and I'm surprised I'm saying that. Um, <laughs> are we certain Three Stacks didn't produce this shit? All right, exactly. And to top it off, uh, it had a great album closer with Reese Sunshine. Yes. Uh, yes. Fuck it. A nine. I give it a nine. Oh, dude. You got Russ the Barman to the nine for a little Yachty album. Mm. Okay, okay, okay. I'm I'm surprised, but I, I like it. I like to hear it. Cody, I was very excited to uh, talk about this album with Codes because... I know this is a lot. We all are into music. Uh, Russ plays instruments, uh, sings very well. If you haven't heard, um, oh, thank you. Um, I rap. I produce. I play a video games. Little, little video, <laughs> little bit. Uh, Cody, Cody plays instruments well too. Uh, he'd be a little scary about it, but he, whatever. Uh, <laughs> but he is a. I, I, I look to him the same way he probably looks at to me for hip hop. I look to him when it comes to like you know rock shit. Um, I consider him to be kind of a, a master at that. Um, and so I wanted, a connoisseur, if you will, so I wanted to know your thoughts on this album, uh, Cody. Um, the first track right away, I'm like, this sounds exactly like a, like a Dark Side of the Moon Pink Floyd thing. And I was texting you right away about it and blah, blah. And then you sent me that interview he had with uh, Zane, Zane Lowe. Lowe. Yep. And, and he's like exactly everything i was thinking he was saying and he's like i keep kept bringing up pink floyd and he's like i kept trying to see how like find videos or stuff how they were making that album stuff and there was nothing just a bunch of old guys talking about what they did but like i wanted to see how it happened or you know blah 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 but 
and he was, you know, a lot of comparisons like that. And I could see that a lot. There were some other ones. I, uh, I forget all of the other like influences that I was hearing. Um, I think Alan Parsons or Frank Zappa were some too, but there was a lot of like psychedelic rock. There was some like soulful stuff towards the end too. Yeah. Um, I thought, but yeah, I, I very unexpected. Um, kudos for him. I did not know much about him. Um, I think there's like two features of his that I listened to that I liked in the past, but, um, I have a lot more respect for him with this, especially with those uh, interviews. Okay. What do you give this album, Cody? Oh, um, hmm. I'll give it nine slices of his pizza. Nine slices. <laughs> nine. Wow, that's two nines. That's two nines. Oh, my God. All right. For the nine nine and the... But it's a New York 7, not just one. <laughs> <laughs> that's clever. Wow. Okay. Citrus. Okay, all right, all right. Um, okay, so my, my as as usual, I'm gonna break down my favorite things about this album, and then give y'all my little, you know, my little split on the overall. The first thing I loved about this album, man, where are the vocals? Uh, so if you have ever listened to Yachty, um, we used to him having a like a melodic style and of music and vocal delivery. Um, that is kind of his, you know, his bag. You know, even when he is rapping. His like rap style was always centered around him singing. I like that on this album we get him pushing that to the next level a little bit. Uh, from the opening track, uh, Black Seminole, his is like airy, hazy vocals fit well with like the slower paced production of that record. Then you have him kind of stretching across the board over the entire album from how he how he sings. So bolting out a high pitched like almost almost falsetto like style on the ride to the aggressive punk rock style. Like of the second to last track, The Alchemist. It, you like we really he was really trying to give us different sounds with the only instrument he really has or plays, which is his voice. Um, but his voice is not the only set of vocals on this album. We get a plethora of other female vocalist co-stars and counterparts, including uh, Diana Gordon. By the way, that duet on Drive Me Crazy is wild good. Uh, just mm-hmm. you know, so Diana Gordon uh, did a plenty of tracks on here. Uh, Foshi, um, who's another female singer, Justine Justine Sky and Baby K. Not to mention Daniel Caesar and Clemens and a few others helped to provide like amazing lineup of background vocals. And you see, this is my kind of fascination with this album is that you see him really bringing people together to create the. It's a collaborative effort, just like Michael Jackson would. Like Michael Jackson didn't do Thriller by himself. You know what I'm saying? It was Quincy Jones and he bought an Ailey Van Halen from. It was him and Tito. Right. <laughs> Tito wishes it was him. Um, you, but it was, you know what I'm saying? It was a group effort. You know, you bring in producers, you bring in other artists, you bring, you know what I'm saying? So I just thought that that was uh, uh, dope. And I, you see it shining through in the final product. Production. Um, the Sonics on this album, like... Hedgehog. The, <laughs> they're super fast. They're super fast. They have red shoes. That's what's going on. Um, <laughs> make me run faster. Right. The video games on this album, um, the sound on this album is obviously different because both ventured into not just rock territory, but also their specific type of rock being more so psychedelic. Um, I for for some odd reason I didn't know how good the instrumentation like would be or even what to expect, but I was fairly surprised. Reason being, he worked with closely with producer, writer, and multi instrumentalist uh, Patrick Wembley, 
who has a production on all but one track, Failure, which is basically an interlude track. Um, he brought other rock, pop, and electronic uh, producers like um, someone known as Jam City, uh, Justin Rising, and Jake Portrait of New Zealand psychedelic rock band fame, Unknown Mortal Orchestra. So, if any of you guys want to check his shit out, um, he was, you know, helping, he was on pretty much every other, every track except for like one, but he was the one who did the failure in as well. So, he was on like all but one track. Um, but he brought that as the core group to serve, um, as the core group of artists to bring this thing he had in his head to reality. And the truth is, it works well from like the perfectly laid effects over the guitars on I've officially lost vision. I love the way the guitar sound on that to like the room rather than horror like synth organs on reach the sunshine at the end. I find things I don't find things like seeming out of nowhere or like out of place. My favorite song pretty has one of the best like warbly bass lines I've ever heard in music. Uh, that shit is just so perfect it's so perfect and it adds so much funk to that record it's wild um the last thing i like is just the old to like classic rock and i, I wrote this in too cody i found it funny that when i texted cody about the album before i could even mention the interview with zane low where yadi mentions he was trying to pay homage to pink floyd's dark side of the moon without sounding exactly like dark side of the moon he was trying to do his own version of it cody texted that he could hear some of this in the record and i thought that that was dope because it was the same you know, like you can sense, you know, in the same interview, he mentioned how much he had, how much love he has for older music and how it was being made. Uh, he was curious about that and wanted to kind of like try that. There's a definite love here for older music that you that you can tell kind of comes from a place of pure interest in fandom. And I mm. love I love that. Right. Like, you know, when like when Cody started talking about we started talking about video games, you could tell like Cody wants to switch. It, it was a place of like interest, you know, what I mean, and we could all kind of tap into that. Um, and I like that you see that growth of him as an artist where he was like, no, this is what I'm really into. And you're like, I'm a black kid. You know, I'm from Atlanta. I was rapping, but like, well, I want y'all to know, like, I, this, the shit I fuck with, you feel me? That was dope to me. Um, I, and I love that because you hear it in the passion of the records here. Like you hear, you listen to a record, like we saw the sun, you can hear his dedication to crafting something epic, man. And I just love that element of this more than anything else. Uh, overall, I like this album, man. I, I, I like the song topics. I like the song structure. I like the structure. I like the trippy like vibes. And most importantly, I like the feeling I get from this. This music is very, very pleasing to my soul. Uh, has a warm vibrance to it. And my gripe with this album is only two things. Mm. My, my only gripe is that I don't know where Yachty is in this record. Okay? Uh, what I mean by that, outside of it being different from today's music, outside of that factor... I don't really see the uniqueness or better yet. I don't feel like I'm hearing Yachty. Okay. Now I'm going to break this down. Part of that might come just be that I'm not used to hearing him like this. And that would be, say this could be his to pimp a butterfly. Yeah, no, it, and that's it, it, very it, good it, thing that you can't. Yes. See, you know? Yes. Yes. And I, and I, and I acknowledge that I acknowledge that in this review. And I acknowledge that in the fact that I'm a hip hop head. I love good music. So I, I was, I was sucked in by the vibe. Pause right away <laughs> right right a fucking way uh uh so you know i just uh that would be on me to get over but i just feel at at this core at his core yadi has always had this kind of like cartoonish usefulness to him and it could be the growth but i don't see 
those pieces of him in this record or if it's just him imitate like imitating his heroes you know what i mean like i don't know where well, from what i gathered with the, those interviews too like i i don't think it's you know i don't think i want to say like imitation more like an homage yeah you know? yeah yeah for sure for sure but i i definitely see there as growth and especially when you were saying in the beginning that you didn't really care too much for him and you know now yeah. like that should be a good thing that you don't see that because this is something new and different, you know? Yeah, for sure, for sure. And I, and that's why I say I don't want to jump the gun. You know, it took me a while to sit. Pimple Butterflies is not my favorite Kendrick album. It's not my favorite hip-hop album. It's not like, you know, it's great for everybody else. It means a lot, but it's not good rap to me. But but <laughs> I, but it's the same thing as like, um, since we were talking about video games, Elder Scrolls Oblivion. That's an amazing game, no matter how you slice it. Um, I just don't like Dungeons, Dra Dragons, and Magic. It's not my game, but I respect what it does for the culture. It pushes video games, RPGs forward. It has. Period. Pivot Butterfly pushes things forward. It has. Period. This album from Yachty could push things forward. It could really open up a bag for other young star, young artists you know, that are based in hip hop to maybe want to experiment or seek other things. I know people who don't listen to psychedelic rock who like this album. Well, so, let's not say that this is like the first, you know, hip hop artist that did something like this. Cause I'll, that's another th uh, influence that I forgot about. Like it reminded me of um, when Gambino did Redbone. Right, 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 right. And I, when I, when I, you're right, you're right, you're right, you're right. And I think Gambino, when you get it from Gambino, and this is, this is why it's important for Yachty. When you get it from Gambino, Gambino's just like a unique talent where he's, he one of those, he's like a Jamie Foxx. He's a nigga that can do six. <laughs> he can do everything. He can do seven things very good. Not not just do seven things, but do seven things very fucking good. You know what I mean? And so when you get it from him, his vocals really are crisp, which we're going to get into the, the second part. His vocals really, he's like a really good singer. Part two of my gripe. <laughs> part, you're right. That's right. I'm going to tell you, I'm going to tell you, baby. Listen, part of my, my, my second thing, my biggest gripe, I love the vocals on here. I said it. I said it earlier and I'll say it again. But I wish Yachty was just, yep, mm-hmm. I wish Yachty was just a tad bit better at the art of singing. <laughs> he comes yeah, from, You know what? I'm, I don't, I was gonna, I was hesitating on how to say this, but we're NPC. He sounds like he has Down syndrome. <laughs> like a Kodak Black kind of, you know. Damn, he said Kodak Black sound like that too. Uh, yeah. Well, no, I mean, just, he really can't sing, so no. the use of the auto-tune is what saves I, I feel like he... <laughs> I'm not sure about his actual singing skill, but the, to me, the tone of his voice, like just him talking is very down syndrome -y. Like that's all I, I, I'm not trying to be rude, but that's all I hear, you know? It's down very, syndrome -y. It, it, It's not I don't, the best ad for you, but. I don't think, I don't think he has down syndrome. I just think that's his kind of. No, 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 no. It's just his, 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 his how tongue. he talks. Right, his, his, his tongue and shit is heavy or some shit. Pause. But like, I just, I don't know. His mouth is like, just like, I don't know. I know what you, I know. <laughs> that was it. You did I, it. <laughs> I know what you on. mean, though. I, it's kind of like this, like, stop eating mashed potatoes as you talk to me. I hate you. Uh, <laughs> Um, yeah, it's like a, a Kermit, or like Gonzo. Yeah. Eating mashed potatoes. Potato. Right, yeah, no, I got you. I got you. <laughs> um, but I just wish he was better at the artist singing. This, this he comes from a trap mumble arena where the the norm is to just add auto tune to everything. Sometimes that makes for amazing effects depending on the song, right? Like sometimes the auto tune makes the song you know thirty times better. 
But on a song like Pretty, which again is my favorite song on this album, having autotune correct him so obviously that the, his voice is shaking irritated the fuck out of me. And it irritated me because it's such a beautiful song when you add that, like, I'm like, stop, 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 stop. Have the girl sing this or get uh, Daniel Caesar in here or something. Like, I, and you just sing the court or the verse or some shit. Like, it was irritating me because I didn't want that, sh that, like, verbal shake in the middle of the song. I was like, this is pissing me off, bro. And I, that's my favorite part of the song right there. It's like, it's like, so I'm having, like, this duality, like, this back and forth with myself. I was like, okay, I love how beautiful I'm going to have to is. listen to that part again, but yep. I wonder if he's trying to, like, imitate the effect, like, guitar effects of a psychedelic rock, mm. you know, like a flangers or something, you know? Poss and that's possible. And that's what, I, and that's why I keep saying this ain't the usual yachty that I'm used to. I've heard his voice shake on rap records, but that's auto-tune. That's just what auto-tune does at times. If you're so off-key, you like auto-tune was really invented to kind of help motherfuckers that were hey we we had this whole conversation right. already we don't right. need to go down this road yeah, exactly okay got you got you got you got you got you so the point is all in all i know my hip-hop head wanted me to rate this album low but like the true music lover in me sees that the small water vessel pulled something together and and did it well and for that i give this a solid i give this a solid eight I give this a solid eight, not just like a, you know, like this is a really solid eight. And if there were some tweaks to it, this could be a per this could potentially be a perfect album. Um, but it's not perfect, but it's in a good place to start. So that's what I give it. So damn, the two two nines from y'all, it's like I, I find it to be really like I'm I'm like really happy that y'all like found it and like could pull from it and, and gave it nine. That's that's dope, man. So Shout out little Yachty, man. Uh, Instrumentals, I think, carry the most of it. Yeah, exactly, exactly. That, and that's, that's what I'm saying. But the, the music, the literal music, the sonics of it made it what it is. And that mm -hmm. is what gives it the almost 10, like a 9.5. Yachty's creativity is what brought it together. Though. Like Yachty, Yachty said he brought all these people in. And he said, this is what I have in my head. Like Yachty was really the... Yachty was the co-producer on average. He was really sitting there saying, I want this sound to sound like this. I want the guitars to sound like this. And he brought it together, which is what Michael did with Quincy and other, you know, Michael didn't play instruments, but that's how he, his album came together. So I didn't, what Yachty did here, what he was able to do is amazing, man. The fact that he was able to pull it off, you can't, you can't hate that guy for that, man. And that's why I didn't want to come in here and lowball this album because it was a really good album. Just like, I don't know where Yachty ends and, you know, the producers or the other vocalists begin, like, you know, so, but I, I, again, this is a solid album, this is a good, this is a really good album, so, kudos to Lil Yachty, but now, it's time for, Reciprocity, oh yeah, <laughs> oh god, I knew that, um, <laughs> again, so it's, uh, it's been a while. Uh, it's been a while. Um, <laughs> been a while. Dude, I was, oh my God. Oh my God, I was just singing that, bro. <laughs> some, some new beginnings, some chains up, some consistencies, some life developments. Um, first of all, uh, it's been a while since uh, I've asked this, but how you fellas doing? I know we talk um, kind of every day and, and um, shoot the shit, but it doesn't hurt to check in here and there sometimes. Um, so how y'all fellas doing? You first, Cody. Damn. <laughs> <laughs> um, good. Um, there's a lot of things that um, I wish I were doing uh, more of lately, like uh, reading and journaling 
Um, and it's more so that I don't have the time. There are a few times that it seems that I have the time, but I'm not taking the opportunity, Mm -hmm. but overall, like 90 some percent of the time it's, I don't have the time. I'm too busy, blah, blah, blah. Right. Um, for everybody else, I just got married, so that's great. Um, hey. <laughs> Congratulations, man. So, add, add wedding bells right there. Bong. <laughs> bong. <laughs> um, Those are Tibetan. Also, where, yeah, I was going for some old Asian. A little bit. <laughs> LTS. Uh, I think that's Levi. <laughs> a, little TS. A little TS. A little There's some aspects that I feel like I'm slowly... I don't know, on and off, but not on and off. Um, I'd say like going through a roller coaster of working on or that comes easy and more difficult um, mm-hmm. lately. And that's like a kind of like a patience thing or having peace and stuff like that. So I'm just trying to get to a better and consistent place with that. Okay, cool, cool, cool. Loudmouth? Oh, I- <laughs> <laughs> Fuck you, bitch. Okay. Uh, <laughs> oh, I uh, man, I just uh, I'm in a, I'm in an okay mental space. Um, I'm trying to be like, like I really, and I started this in the beginning of the year. I really started this in December. Um, I'm trying to be more realistic with myself about the improvements that need to be made. Um, you know, trying to be like more acknowledge shit handle shit you know what i mean um mm-hmm. so when it comes to like my biggest thing right now um is weight loss man it's it's, it's kind of getting my health and eating right um because i mean i've i mean over the last four years i've gained not, and not even it was it wasn't even four over the last two years so since like the end of 2020 going into like 2021 um i've gained from there to today um like 40 pounds and i really I kind of get into working out and I would get in, eat right, fall off, and I would lose like five pounds. And as soon as I'm not eating right or start working out, um, I gain the five pounds right back or whatever the case. So mm-hmm. um, I really want to get down to like 200 pounds um, by December of this year. Um, you know, we had that talk the other day. Was it Thursday, I think, on the group chat about yeah. fitness and whatnot? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that like really, like that's one thing where it's like I had to stop going to the gym to stay home and take care of the kids more so Siri can, because this is her last semester of school, so she can really focus on schoolwork more. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but also, like, I was going to physical therapy and this and that, because um, I had certain, I feel like a mid-back, like, tight knot problem and stuff, and then my neck is pinching and whatnot, so. Um, but that, also, in being busy, I'm like, you know, not, I, I was like, I could be doing stuff at home, because I used to do that, and I haven't, but that talk that day, yeah. that same day I did a, 60 push-ups and i did a one minute plank so i'm like hey it's progress and then the next day i'm like wow not a lot but i really feel that you feel no i haven't been working out for a while so yep yep no and that's that's i'm telling you bro it gets like that man i was i was going consistently so like two weeks before um the new year i started you know working out pull my bike out started you know you know using that using my at-home weights and i had got a planet fitness membership and I was going pretty right. much cons- consistently in January. February came and I like fell off like hard. Like it was almost like I was going like maybe like once a week or doing something at home once a week. But it was like any type of physical activity was once a week. And it wasn't intense. It wasn't like I was doing what I was supposed to be doing. So then top of March, I started picking it back up, just, you know, hopping on my bike. And I realized that I was being real, real with myself. I'm like, bro, you don't 
I'm okay with waking up early. I've never, t I, I used to go to work at 6.30 a.m. So I used to have to be up by, you know, 5.45 type shit. Um, I don't got no problem waking up early. I don't want to get up and travel. I hate, like, working from home has spoiled me. I've never, I've never liked, <laughs> I've never liked, that was always my thing. My whole thing when I was, this is like a sidebar, when I was working in public, like, if I called in, it wasn't really because I minded the job. It was because I'm like, I'm going to get up and go. I have to go into the cold or into, I have to go. And I realized that, and I was like, bro, if you, if your lazy ass don't want to travel, wake up because you know you can get up early and work out and push it in your lit. And so I started buying the weights. The only thing I need is a weight bench, but I have the, the full-blown, the long, like, weight set. Uh, like 50 pounds on each side type shit so I can I'm not using 50 pounds or lifting 50 pounds but you know I can Dude. do like you know what I'm saying I can do this shit at home I'm, I have the bike and I my bike is electronic so I can turn up the intensity or whatever and I'm like really I don't know if I can find it again but I remember seeing these ads come across and it's like you know how they have those adjustable weight dumbbells yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. it's like a company like that that they also have like a bar that you can it clamps onto to dumbbells so you can use it as uh, barbell and do like curls or bench press I, or something like that. That's what, that's what I have. That's what I have. I got that. Oh, yeah, dude, I got cool. that. I got nice. that. I'm, I'm, I'm telling you, I, I bought a kettlebell, um, uh, two kettlebells, um, kettlebell, a kettle, kettlebell, whatever the you don't know, you know what I'm saying, Cody. Don't be a dick. Uh, <laughs> I, don't, I don't know what you you don't hurt but, yourself, man. <laughs> yeah, um, but yeah, I'm no. eating right pizza, frozen whipped cream. No, I, <laughs> it's yeah. got my dairy in there. <laughs> uh, <laughs> But yeah, no, just trying to um, eat consistently, like fish, rice, broccoli is kind of like my basic, you know, uh, like really getting back to being consistent. Um, and I'm not pushing myself to be, you know, shout out to TS because we kind of were doing this shit where we're trying to hold each other accountable and shit. That nigga's better at this shit than me. He's always been a more physical person. And so today, you know, like I just want to do 10. I it's And I'm being very honest here now. I'm kind of ranting, but whatever. Fuck it. You didn't, you didn't open the box, uh, Russell. <laughs> um, I've never been good at doing like push-ups at like in my entire life since a child I've never been able to do like a solid 20 push-ups in a row that's never I've been I get to like five we, when, even when I was small I get to like five six stop so now I'm just trying to work on even if I got to rest in between doing 10 push-ups you know what I mean and then making sure that I'm doing planks like today I upped it to a minute but boy was that you know I saw something that uh, I think it was David Goggins said he one thing that he did to lose a hundred pounds and to also not have like that excess skin. Uh, he was talking about a lot of stuff, but one of them he's like, uh, for example, bench pressing. He's like, you know, you do you lift a failure and you try to lift more and stuff like that. But he's like, you don't set the bar down to rest. You push it up, and that's when you're resting is up, and just hold it there a little bit, and it burns, and you feel it, and then you try to do like three more or something like that. I'm like, that's really interesting. Never thought about that. Hmm. Um, it. So the main thing you want to do is just listen to your body. Yeah. Um, a lot of people yeah. start off trying to do push-ups, and they can't bench 50 pounds. So how are you going to push yourself up? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. Um, yep. Sometimes you can't do the full push-up, and you have to do the quote-unquote girl push-ups, which are just um, an altered version of push-ups for those who can't support their body weight yet. Um, that's the beauty of the bench press is that it builds you up to be able to push your own weight. Um, I'm damn near 300 pounds. I don't see right. the, the benefit in doing push-ups right now, especially with me having a bad wrist. It's not something that's um, smart for me to try and do. So the the bench press, the chest press, um, 
the cable um, 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 flies and things of that nature are better for me to build up my chest if that's what I'm trying to do. If I'm trying to do something that works biceps or triceps, there are other exercises to do besides push-ups. It's just that push-ups are the most basic compound movement, so they're the ones that people always uh, revert to first. Yeah. Um, but just like with sit-ups, it's not necessarily the most advantageous thing to do because it can cause more injury than good. Yeah, man, I struggle. I I did my ten today and I did my planks, but like I just like I was telling y'all in the chat, like last um, month when I started doing the thirty second planks, in the beginning it was like, damn, I didn't, I'm, I only been doing this for twenty mm -hmm. seconds, and like by the by last this past week, I, my thirty seconds was like, oh shit, that was th my bike, like I was on my bike for thirty minutes and it felt like I was on that fifteen, like I was like, oh shit, it stopped, like the, it beeped, and I was like, what the fuck. And yeah, that it's consistency is the key. That, it's, it's not how much you can do. It's yeah. not how how much you push yourself. It's the consistency for a lot of things. But because there's so much convoluted bullshit in the health industry, yeah. uh, in the fitness industry, the, a lot of things get lost. Like it, it's really what I, what I love about <laughs> what I love about um, uh, Johnny Shreve, and I, I posted him in the in the group chat, is that his main thing is keep it simple, stupid. All you want to do is stack it to where your body's natural movement is what you're using in the exercises that you're doing um, so that you're getting the proper form and you're doing what you can. Um, start out with a light enough weight so that you can bust out like 10 or 15 reps. Uh, and maybe they not be the easiest, but they're not impossible either. So you want to find that that good gray area or that good middle spot or whatever, um, all these pauses, um, <laughs> to to make sure that you're being the most efficient and effective in what you're trying to do. Right, right, right. And that's and that's what uh man, that's what I like without texting TS this morning, man, he was doing he was like, Well, I he's like, I did two minutes and two minutes and 30 seconds worth of planks like because he got you know his one minute rest one minute rest but he was doing push-ups in between and then he t then he texted and that's at the end of that text he said, i did 30 push-ups and i was like what the fuck bro we said we were going to try to work up to 20 <laughs> you're doing way too much so, but i had to that's kind of like yeah, do ahead. you know what supersets are no Okay. No, no, okay. No, so no, it's kind of like what they are, yeah. is what TS was doing. It's you basically do a workout and instead of resting, you're doing another workout immediately after that's working mm -hmm. a different part of your body. Yeah. Man, and I they're not again, kudos to the homie, but I realized this morning I was like, okay, as long as because I've been doing this kind of like we talk in the chat and shit, but I've been the consistency is just me doing my little bit of shit every day to make sure I'm getting you know, hitting what I'm supposed to hit and growing the way I need to be growing. Yeah, and, and just doing something every day is part of that consistency. Like, you don't have to be doing push-ups every day because, honestly, that's not the most efficient way to kind of build yourself up. Um, mm -hmm. It can work, but... Rest days are important. Uh, yeah, rest days are important, but most importantly, um, working different parts of the body are important. Because yeah. if all you do is push-ups, then you're going to be a, a big Johnny Bravo-looking nigga. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> right. Well, right, right. or you're going to tear something. Because right, yeah, yeah. you're and look like not Johnny letting Bravo. your pecs <laughs> uh, rest and stuff like that. So it's like Monday, do push-ups, and then Tuesday, you do like lunges and squats. Right. And then Friday, you do dips. Yep. Right. Yeah, yeah. And that's right. so... Just man, just working new shit into the workout, just to make sure that I'm doing stuff every day. Uh, when I lost in 2018, in 2017, 2018, um, that like month, year and a half period from like the top of 2017, basically no, I was like down there two two years. Cause it was like the end of 2018. Um, I had lost. I had went from faith in humanity. To, right now, that man, I, 
<laughs> I lost that at age five, but we're not going to get into that. Um, <laughs> I had lost, I went from um, like 230 to 188 um, by April of 2018. And Dang. the only thing that happened is I, I, had a, I had a small diet for about three months, four months, so a consistent diet for three months, four months um, in, 20, in, a, like, in the spring of 2017. And I was walking to like walking every day on like a 30 minute lunch break. I walk around cause I worked at Ca- beep and I would walk around <laughs> Grand Avenue. Mall. No right. I would, I would walk around Grand Avenue mall and I didn't realize what was happening, but I was like just shedding weight should stop yeah. fitting. Like it was, and I, it wasn't, it wasn't because I was trying. It was because I ate right for a little bit. And then I went back to eating, not super unhealthy, but you know, just, you know, it, it was like normal. You know what I'm saying? I wasn't like, being a glutton or no shit like that, but I just stayed run. I would like run when I would go to work and I had to catch the bus. I would run three blocks to the bus stop. Then I'd be on my feet all day at work, but it was just like working at a cell phone store. Beep. And then I would run to the bus stop when I got off work. So it was like that consistent walking, like you, like you were mentioning Russell every day. And I just know, like, just sum it up. I'm unhappy because I'm, I feel like I'm not, energetic i don't have enough energy i'm lethargic and i'm like bro you can you know it's it's taking a toll on my mental health and i'm like okay well this is the time to do it when when i don't have to lose 100 or 200 or you know i'm saying it's 40 pounds and you and i'd be good and i'm like there's a way to do this you've done it before just get on your Mm -hmm. shit and so that's where i'm at mentally it's like okay that will put me in a better place all around the board so so the eating healthy thing is definitely a plus being consistent um you may also want to look into um, any supplements that are help with any um, natural deficiencies you might have, like uh, make sure you have all your vitamins, vitamin A, C, D, K, and all those, um, the different Bs, B6, B12s, um, calcium, potassium, ma- magnesium, zinc, uh, magnesium, like all of those you want to make sure that you're having your body's um, proper daily amount, basically. There's a lot of different uh, kinds of magnesium that do a lot of different things, but we've yeah. been getting into that too. Yeah, yeah, and that a lot of things um, are based on hormones. So look into like getting your hormones in check and hormone health and, and the things of that nature because that actually adds to um, the weight gain, weight loss thing as well. So there's a lot to be like researching health and uh, the healthcare field um, that just deals with physical health and not even the mental side of things, which is <clears throat> pretty much the topic today. Um, but it's all tied in together. What's um, the difference between enzyme and a hormone? What's the difference? You can make an enz- you can't make an enzyme. You can make a <laughs> hormone. But I'm pumped. That's pretty good. Thank you. I <laughs> thought you would have heard that one before. No, oh, I haven't heard that one. one. Yeah. I heard, I heard the one about what's the difference between uh a peepee time and a pickpocket? What's that? <laughs> a pickpocket snatches watches. Oh, Oh wait a oh my god, dog! No. <laughs> I was like, "What the fuck? Why?" <laughs> or uh, what is it? What's the difference between roast beef and pea soup? You can't roast beef, but you can pea soup, <laughs> right? Or uh, a little more tame than yours. <laughs> and this has been episode one twenty three of Dad Joke Joke Central. Uh, <laughs> uh, what's the difference between a chickpea and a lentil? <laughs> I just like I wouldn't pay two hundred dollars for a lentil on my face. 
Oh, oh my God. It's taking you way too long, my boy. Come I'm, on. I'm the delay is hilarious. Right? I'm like, what the? No, no, no. Seriously, seriously. I'm sitting here looking at the wall like, what the fuck? P fake chick P. Oh my God, her piss. Look at that. He goes, Oh my God. After the pot. Hey, babe. What is it? What do they mean by this? So Russell said, <laughs> Come to the bed home, sweetie. Um, <laughs> but, you know, it, like I should said, I start paying to, you, babe? Looking at <laughs> it, it doesn't hurt to check in here and there. Um, especially since uh, today I wanted to kind of talk about the mental health piece, um, especially mental health for men. Um, we generally have the stigma of not being the most emotionally verbose um, and forced to be stern, tight-lipped, and impervious mentally and emotionally. But I find that that can be detrimental and self-destructing. Um, I believe the aim should be to be strong in those aspects, but not to the point of ignoring, bottling, or hiding how you feel. Right, right. Uh, being able to navigate them, compartmentalize them for later development in a safe space should be the goal. However, many men don't have that safe space, nor do they seek it out. Um, so I kind of wanted to go over some common health obstacles and blocks and to promote awareness and hopefully supply a, a remedy for those listening if needed. Um, so there's a, me <laughs> but there's a lot um, of stuff that I kind of found out as I was doing my research this week regarding just mental health and um one of the things was a study was done in uh, 2021 not too long ago reporting that uh, 57.8 million people suffer from some sort of mental illness and 18.1 percent of those people are u.s males wow and that's only what has been reported as you know right. it could possibly be higher because we tend not to report or share these type of things so still that's a fairly large number of u.s men only you know what I mean? Right, yeah, yeah. Damn, I never thought about that. And that kind of coincides with the, the, the interactions I've had with um, men on, on over the years. Um, and just so you kind of understand, that's about, looks like, it looks like closer to like 10 million. I think I'm doing my math right. Like 10 million or one, uh, 1 million men in the U.S. alone. Um, couple zeros there. Um, but we tend to be more reserved and less likely to open uh, and share about our emotional struggle, struggles and mental issues. Um, and it's sad that there is such an aversion to therapy due to pride and prejudice, not the movie. Um, or in actuality, it could be insurance and income, but that's an, an argument for another day. Um, if the listeners don't remember anything else I've said today, remember this. You should be important enough to you to feel safe, secure, free in your emotions, and allowing yourself to make that journey there in a healthy manner. Seek help if needed. Remember you're not alone and believe that you can do it because you can. That's like the three, they say the three hardest things to to say is I need help. I need help. I'm sorry. And Worcestershire shot. Worcestershire. That being said, let's uh, go over a few things. Um, I found a few mental health symptoms um, and how they manifest in a number of ways. Uh, aggression and violence, whether physical or verbal, just taking those unprocessed feelings, those bottled up emotions. Um, 
and then they explode, typically against those who don't deserve the outbursts, outbursts and abuse. But because we feel safe around them, we tend to be more apt to act out in aggression and violence. Um, engagement in high-risk activities, um, the kind of behaviors that have the looming presence of harm, whether it's self-inflicted or directed to others. Um, and it usually includes this next symptom, which is substance use and abuse. Pretty self-explanatory, right? Right. Kids don't do drugs. Shut it, McCoy. Um, <laughs> physical issues such as chronic headaches and stomach aches. We don't often equate physical health issues with mental health issues, but sometimes when we are not doing well due to our emotions or thinking, it can have strong effects on our physical well-being. Um, and we can experience the next few symptoms due to this. Appetite and weight changes, and we kind of kind of went over that um, in the prelude to this, um, but the desire or the lack of desire to eat can be affected by a low mental emotional state. Um, severe fluctuations in weight can be a blaring sign of something deeper being wrong. Feelings of restlessness and difficulty focusing. When the mind is preoccupied, it can make all other actions and thoughts feel sluggish or pushed to the back. Um, can't sit still or losing oneself in thought when needing to complete tasks and work is a big indicator that there may be an underlying issue. Fatigue. Mental and emotional stress can be heavy and can wear you out. So be mindful of feeling extra tired and low energy. It could be due to um, weight and um, just being lethargic because you're not able to move as much as you can. But honestly, being overweight does have um, an effect on your mental health as well. So that's why they always push for people to be a, you know, the healthier um, version of themselves uh, every day and, and being consistent because that also gives you a boost in different um, brain chemicals, but also um, in just your in overall emotional and mental state. Obsessive thinking. Once again, a cloudy mind can be addictive and possessive. Sometimes a step back or... James Hearn's good at those I heard. What'd you say? James Hearn's good at those I heard. Step back. <laughs> step back. <laughs> Sometimes a step back or another mind or ear is not. Hello? The thoughts. Russ. You cut out for a second. Yeah, Russ. you cut out. Oh, can you hear me? Yeah. Yeah, no. we can hear you. Yeah. Okay. I don't know what happened there. Um, but I was saying, uh, once again, a cloudy mind can be addictive and a possessive. Uh, sometimes a step back or having another mind or ear. Um, is necessary. Um, realizing that we shouldn't be trying to take things on our own all the time. Sometimes it's necessary, but sometimes there's opportunity to cooperate and collaborate with people um, to get us out of that um, obsessive thinking. Mm -hmm. So with those in mind, let's talk about a big disorder that is far more common than we may think. Depression. Because <clears throat> I got depression. Um, That's an address. <laughs> Depression is one of the most common and biggest mental health issues in men. It is often not diagnosed because most just simply try to man up. It is cited that suicide is the leading cause of death for men under 45 and is quoted to be at 80% of all suicides. That is insane. And it goes on to talk about the, the most gruesome ways uh, people kill themselves. Um, I listened to a reel um, the other day that talked about a man who had stayed by his wife's side when she initially got pregnant, 
He was pursuing a medical degree to become a doctor, dropped out of school to go into the workforce, got it off the mud, as they say, and established a knife lifestyle for his now family of five. He found out some rather disturbing news and took necessary tests and yada, 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 and then he disappeared. The family could not reach him for weeks, and they found him in a cabin unalive. Um, not only did it really hurt the daughters for many different reasons, and if I could find that real, I'll share it to the group, but there were so many different divisions and schisms that arose in the whole event as far as family, friends, and things, and it just goes to show that the mental um, space that he had was not stable. He didn't have someone that he felt like he could go to, even with the news that he received. Um, being the only out to off himself is is crazy, man. There's so many different things that could, could have and should have happened to prevent that, that outcome. Um, but because we tend as men to just try to shoulder it all alone um, and not give an opportunity for us to get the help we need and to seek to repair the mental damage, it can take us out quicker than we think. Mental health is a contagion. Um, how it spreads depends on quite a few things, but we can be the catalyst for spreading the positive side of things. Not even just the good feelings, but proper habits and mechanisms to promote mental stability, mental fortitude, mental freedom, and all emotional counterparts. For those of us who are suffering from and suffering with depression, seek help. It is, is it possible to work on yourself and succeed? Absolutely. But it is my opinion that you greatly increase your chances by having those proper connections, channels, outlets, and resources to deal with, explore, and practice safe ways to work on your depression and just your mental health in general. There's it's a children's book that oh, right. I think it's called like the boy, the horse, the fox, and the mole or something like oh, that. Oh, yeah. 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 And they say in there like, he's like, uh, what's the bravest thing you've ever done? He said, ask for help. Um, it's like some people mistake that for weakness, but it's the yeah. best thing and bravest thing I could. Do. I don't know if it's the bravest or best, but yeah, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I, I agree with you. I, I can see both sides. <laughs> but I just want to leave this with y'all. Um, it's never too late as long as there's air in your lungs and blood pumping through your body. The investment in yourself is more profitable than any other proposition. Um, that's all for now. Next time we get a chance to do this. PBS Kids. Um, we will talk about anxiety. Record? Oh, fun. Oh man, anxiety. God damn. You gonna you gonna anxiety. really you gonna really uh <laughs> God damn. All right. Change well. lies. What the fuck I'm no, <laughs> right, no, seriously. Um <laughs> shout out to Russ and the Russ Possibly uh uh section on this pod, man. I ain't got no I ain't gonna even hold you. I ain't got no fucked up stories of the week. I ain't got no fun facts. Um but this has been episode 123 of uh, Not Politically Correct. It is your boy, McCoy, a.k.a. Mr. What It Do, a.k.a. Young Splash God. Uh, and you know the deal. Cody? It's been another depressing week. Chris? <laughs> uh, yeah. Do you know where can, you can find me or don't? And St. Louis. Whatever. Yeah. <laughs> and on that note, gang!